until the wee hours of the night, many, 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 many nights in a row with many, 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 many sets of eyes on it is probably the hardest thing. You think, gosh, this is working. And then you think, but what if there's a scenario that I haven't tested yet? You're listening to the Algae Free Hustle, the podcast that highlights creators, founders, administrators, managers, owners, and innovators of allergy-free brands, businesses, and services. I am your host, Nicole Farkason. Let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Allergy Free Hustle Podcast. Now, today we have in our guest chair, we have Shandy Chernow, the founder of 30 Star. Now, 30 Star is based in Phoenix, Arizona, and they're on a mission to protect and improve the safety and dining experience of men, women, children vulnerable to food allergens. So no matter where food is prepared or served, 30 Star wants customers to eat at their favorite restaurants, while the staff must serve you as customers with confidence. Now, food allergens and intolerances are on the rise as they become more widely recognized. So restaurants and food service staff must understand your needs as a customer, reduce their liabilities, and use the technology available to serve off safety with menu innovation. Now, Star has taken food industry and food allergy data and matched it with patent-pending smart technology to create an easy-to-use web platform, MenuStar. Now, MenuStar helps restaurant owners manage the menus, recipes, and inventory, all while empowering the staff to serve those with food allergies. Now, let's talk about Shandy. Now, Shandy discovered in her late 20s that she had life-threatening food allergies. And not just by a standard test, as many would think, by actually eating foods she had no idea that she was even allergic to, but only to discover by way of having a traumatic reaction. So you can imagine the anxiety and frustration that comes out when you're eating with friends and family and you're just having this allergic reaction. So Shandy knew the hospitality industry needed a solution. Not only a software to make things easier on the restaurant, the hotel, school, airline, but also on the customer, a person with food allergies. Now enter in 30 Star, a software launched in 2017 that allows guests dining out to have a safer and easier experience by way of the Menu Star software. Now with a quick three-second search, the restaurant server can tell the guests all the offerings on the menu what's safe to eat by using the green, yellow, and red list of options. So, we actually have friends of 30 Star, including the Epicenter app, by our past guest, Joy DeGange III, which ensures that individuals with food allergies manage the condition more effectively. So, during an allergic reaction, it locates the nearest hospitals, alerts family and friends, and calls an ambulance. NEMA sensors. So persons with food intolerances or sensitivities are anxious about the health repercussions that can follow dining out. 
Now, NEMA is a discrete and portable sensor that currently detects gluten in liquid and solid foods in about two minutes. The sensors for the detection of peanut, milk, and tree nuts are in development. So, Star has partnered with Chompies, Oscar Pierce 83, What's Cracking, Allergy Eats, Carnivals, American Culinary Federation, and so much more. So Shandy has made TV appearances including ABC 15, Good Morning Arizona, Arizona Daily Mix, The List, USA Today, and so much more. So Shandy and Sardis Star have been featured in QSR Magazine, Phoenix Magazine, Arizona Foothills Magazine, Scottsdale Magazine, North Valley Magazine, Arizona Health and Living Magazine, Scottsdale Lifestyle Magazine, and so much more. So the media loves Shandy Chernow and Sardi Star and what it has done. And for that recognition, Sardi Star has been awarded the U.S. Business News Technology Elite Award 2019. Hi Shandy, how are you doing today? I'm excellent. How about yourself, Nicole? Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for coming. I am so excited that you decided to be a part of the podcast. And and I was so elated that you decided to come and share your story and share your expertise and what it is that you have done in the food allergy community. It's great to, you know, be a part of the allergen-friendly community, and I always want to support anything that we can do to build up the allergy community and provide as much support as possible for food allergy people. All right. Thank you so much for doing so. We appreciate the support, and I'm also interested to know that the listeners are listening, and they appreciated the support as well. Thank you. All right. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I founded Certistar just almost exactly three years ago. We're just a couple weeks shy of three years. I developed my food allergies in my late 20s. So adult onset, like 15% of food allergy people. I think it's a little bit, you know, underreported. People don't think about food allergies for adults. They think about it with regard to children. Um, And basically I was having a hard time, you know, going out to eat both for work and personally. And I thought there must be a better way to be able to handle food allergies and be able to successfully dine out and enjoy restaurants just like everybody else. Now, tell me, a little bit about your background. Sure. So I grew up in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. So right on the Maryland side in Silver Spring. I went to Vanderbilt University uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, where I majored in computer science and math. So I'm a little bit well equipped to create a software platform for food allergies. Uh, I have two beautiful boys. Uh, they are eight and almost 11. And I've got two doggies, one German Shepherd named Liberty and a Shih Tzu Poodle Mix named uh, Jasper. And I now live in the Phoenix, Arizona area. 
Now, tell me a little bit about the app. Yeah, so Certistar provides individualized menus. We work with the food service industry, so restaurants, cruise lines, um, universities, etc. cetera. Uh, and basically what we do is we provide individualized menus that give the guest, whoever's trying to dine, a menu with their food allergies in green, yellow, red. So we handle any combination of any food allergies and we give back the restaurant's menu, but stoplight style. So green is allergen friendly, yellow is allergen friendly with modifications, and red is unsafe. So nothing that we can do to fix that. And the intention is to eliminate that big, long conversation that has a tendency to happen in restaurants, right? It takes up a lot of time and attention and spotlight. And you may come back with, you know, one or two safe options. We want to provide a guest with every option on a menu that they can have without having to take up all of that time, without having to, you know, kind of cause them to be unwantedly the center of attention of the conversation. So instead of taking 8, 10, 12 minutes, creating their menu takes about 30 seconds. So it's a significantly better experience, both for the guest at the restaurant and for the staff. Most restaurants who use us have us available on their websites. So, you know, most food allergy people will go to the websites of the restaurants before they go into the restaurant. And so they will check out how comfortable they feel from an allergy perspective with the restaurant based on the information available on the website. So having Certistar on the website really provides a comprehensive amount of information to make the guest feel comfortable that they'll be able to order and dine, you know, as safely as possible in that venue. How did you get the idea or concept of the software? I have food allergies and I was at the time selling software. And that really entailed taking my customers and potential customers out to dinner and lunch and drinks on a relatively frequent basis. And I would find myself going to those venues ahead of time before my customer would get there. And, you know, having the conversation about my allergies ahead of time and, you know, kind of sneakily letting the restaurant know so that the the allergies didn't impact my conversations with my customers where I was trying to sell software. And it was taking a lot of time and effort and, you know, stressful, right? And so I thought, gosh, with my background of, of data and querying, there's got to be a better way to do this. If you look at, you know, menus and ingredients at restaurants, it's really just a set of data. And then we match that data with the particular guest's list of allergies. And voila, you've got Certistar with our stoplight style menu. How did the name Certistar came up? So the name Certistar came from the original, original idea was to educate and certify restaurants on their food allergy awareness and their training and get them to have significantly stronger policies and procedures. So Certa uh, was short for Certus, which is Latin for to be sure. And then we were going to assign a certain number of stars to restaurants as we certified them. And so that's basically where the name came from, Certa Star. Now, what did you wish you knew before creating Certa Star? Oh my gosh, so many things. (laughs) How much time do we have? 
well, I had never created a company before, much less, you know, software from scratch, if you will. I'd always been a member of a team from a software creation perspective. And so, you know, having the, the holistic view of what it takes to really run an entire company, everything from incorporating it to, um, you know, being able to work in different states or by extension, different countries, um, you know, all of the HR and IT, and there's just kind of finance. There's all these different things that, that come into play kind of every day, um, none of which I knew anything about. And it's almost hard to even know who to ask the answers to those questions. So there's just, there's a lot of things that you don't know before you start something like this. And uh, they aren't necessarily the easiest things just to go Google and figure out. What you do learn pretty quickly is that everybody else is having the same problems. And so you can work together with other entrepreneurs to try to figure out, you know, how to tackle X problem in the day, which is nice. That community is, is super, super supportive. In terms of creating the app, you know, every software goes through an iteration process. I mean, think about with the pandemic that's happening right now, think about Zoom, right? Zoom jumped in to help people being able to communicate both from a work and school and personal perspective and immediately figured out that they had a couple of security holes and immediately went and created a new version to fix them, right? But until you have your product in the hands of people and companies, you're never going to be able to predict every single feature that you need or functionality that you need. And so what you do is you put out an early version that's relatively simplistic and then you wait and you get feedback and you start to incorporate that and it grows and it changes and uh, it gets better and better and better. Now, what's the biggest mistake you've made as an entrepreneur? Hiring the wrong people. That's it? That's a big mistake. Yeah. When you hire <laughs> the wrong person, it, it, it costs you not only a lot of money, but it costs you a lot of time as well. What is unique about CertiStar? So in, in terms of other food allergy tools that, that food service can use, uh, we're unique in a couple of ways. One is that our individualized menus are for that particular guest. Um, there's no one else who, who does that. So we handle every single food allergy. You can literally put in anything. You can put in any food, any group of food, nightshades or mammals or meat or whatever. Um, and you can put it in any combination. So I'm allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, shellfish, pork. Ours is literally the only product on the planet that you can put that list into and come back with an individualized menu that tells me everything on the menu that I can have, everything on the menu I can modify, and everything on the menu I should not order. We also take into account cross-contamination kitchen. So that's another useful differentiator for us. What were your greatest failures and what did they teach you? <laughs> Let's see. Gosh, again, how much time do we have? The, the, the lists are long. We um, have all the time that we have. We have all the time. We have like, all, I the hear all the failures. Tell me <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think going back to that, that hiring the wrong people thing, you know, when you, when you bring in someone you entrust them with a lot of your time and your energy and your knowledge, right? Hiring anyone takes a lot of time to get that person fully onboarded and with all the knowledge and, and able to 
able to speak your message, right? Be a, be a spokesperson for you and another voice out in the food allergy community. So when you hire someone who's not the right person, you've poured all of that energy and time and money into that person and you're not getting really any return back and you've missed that time with the right person, if that makes any sense. So what I have learned, um, and I've written about this quite a bit, is that you have to have literally everyone that you trust interview the people who are coming into the team. There's a there's a woman on my team who seems to have like a amazing magical sixth sense for hiring people, and so we have made her the last word. So she is the last person who interviews anyone, and she has kind of ultimate veto power, if you will, because she has yet to be incorrect. <laughs> everyone she has predicted to go well has gone well, and everyone she has predicted to go less well has gone less well. Um, and so really, I think the lesson is to trust your team, to trust their gut instincts, and you know, to make sure that the, the people that you're hiring and the places that you're putting your energy into are uh, exactly the right places. Now, what were your struggles when you were working on 30 star? You know, when you have software that, uh, is making decisions that will ultimately impact other people's health, there's a lot of pressure to make sure that it is exactly correct, right? If, if Microsoft word doesn't always bold things when you tell it to bold things, that's okay, right? It's annoying, but it's it's not going to impact someone's health. If we make a mistake, there's a big impact, you know, on the other side. So really making sure that the decision trees and that the algorithms are doing exactly what it is that they need to do and testing that until the wee hours of the night, many, 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 many nights in a row with many, 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 many sets of eyes on it is probably the hardest thing. You think, gosh, this is working. And then you think, but what if there's a scenario that I haven't tested yet? And so it's just a lot of pressure to make sure that we do everything from an, from an algorithmic perspective really precisely. And so every time we make a change, even if it's cosmetic, you know, we change this button from red to blue or whatever, um, we really go back and what they do, what, what they call regression test, every single other piece of functionality in the platform, just to make sure, just to triple check that we're not accidentally changing something that could have a negative impact. Now, how did you overcome those struggles? Brute force, just, you know, we have testing scripts and we have, you know, multiple sets of eyes who look at everything uh, and just make, you know, making sure that we don't ever get complacent in that area, right? I don't know that it's so much of an overcome as it is just kind of never, never let up off the gas on that particular line of thinking. We're also very, very careful with regard to adding or taking away or changing any features around the logic of that creation of the menus because we're very, very confident in it. And uh, we don't want to, you know, rock that apple cart, if you will. How has the local restaurant community came together during COVID in Phoenix, Scottsdale? And what's it like there on the ground overall? Well, apparently, Arizona is now the worst in the world 
which is awesome. <laughs> Good job, Arizona. So right now bars are closed down. Restaurants are available for both in-person dining and for takeout and curbside. During the more shutdown part, it was just restaurants for curbside and, and takeout. Most restaurants did stay open for takeout. And I think people here really did a good job of, of supporting that and going out and, you know, having food delivered or, or going and picking it up curbside, you know, just to ensure as much as possible that those restaurants could stay in business. You know, we were sharing a lot of stuff on our social media, you know, supporting those restaurants and the initiatives um, that were going on. Also, you know, our customers who have their Certistar stuff available on their websites found that they had an easier time, you know, as people would call for takeout, they had a resource that they could point food allergy people to, as opposed to having to have that big, long conversation on the phone and taking up that time, therefore not being able to take another order, right? So, you know, the community here, I think, did a nice job of coming together and making sure to support the restaurant industry. Um, I wish that they would do a better job of keeping the number of COVID cases down. Uh, so that we can more fully open up more quickly. But um, yeah, Arizona's a Arizona's a hotspot right now. All right. So we're going to go into the quick rounded section. So I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. All right. So <laughs> I hope you're really enjoying this. I think this is great. I'm excited for the quick rounds. Good. <laughs> now, give us strategy that has helped you manage stress. Yoga. No. What's your favorite food? <laughs> uh, during times of stress, I'm going to go with ho-hos. But normally, I would go with either Mexican or Italian food. Now, if you had one piece of advice to someone just starting out, what would it be? If someone were just starting out, starting a company, my piece of advice would be to recognize that nobody else knows everything either and to find some mentors who have started businesses before that you can call on any given day and ask for advice. What would be your favorite dream trip? Oh, my dream trip is to go to Turtle Island in Fiji. They have this like private island with, you know, you get a villa all to yourself and it feels like you're all on your own island and Britney Spears went there and I look at it every once in a while just to keep myself motivated. You have just called one of my favorite countries to go on a dream trip. Fiji. Oh, really? Very, yes. very private. <laughs> look up Turtle Island in Fiji. It's amazing looking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, tell me what's your morning routine? Every single morning I have my coffee. It gets one little green packet, which is the stevia packet. I get two cubes of ice and I take my vitamins. And then I sit on the couch with my kids and we have what we call zombie hour. So they know that I'm not awake yet and not really to engage with me much before that first cup of coffee is gone. They get to pick whatever we watch on TV. Usually America's Got Talent or America's Top Dog or something like that, Survivor, some kind of reality competition show is what they're really into. And then I'm ready to face my day. How do you find a balance between home and work? <laughs> I go 100% at both of them all the time. Um, I work from home anyway. And so my home and my work are super duper integrated, just kind of by force. 
Um, so like I mentioned earlier, yoga is important. I have a treadmill and a bike here and exercising kind of keeps me sane. My work revolves around food. And so there's a lot of cooking and researching and, you know, trying different restaurants and seeing how they do with allergies. And I do that with my boys. You have the chance to ask your business idol one question. What would it be? And why is it a good question to ask? Oh, my business idol, I think, would I would probably be Richard Branson. And the question that I would want to ask is, how is it that he can focus on so many businesses at one time? You know, I feel overwhelmed most days with just one. And so these guys who run all these different companies, how do you do it? Like, what are, what are your strategies for being able to pour all of yourself into more than one place? What was your biggest aha moment? Ooh, my biggest aha moment would be probably when I figured out that I had a solution. So when we, I think I mentioned when we started, we were really doing consulting and, and education and I had put together a little prototype of the software. And one of our customers looked at me and said, what are you doing with the training? The software, that's, that's where you need to be. That is so much more valuable and more individual. And so literally that day, we changed from being an education company to being a software company on a dime. What drives you to keep going when it's really tough? The fact that I know that there's so many people out there like me who suffer from food allergies and it is literally every time you eat, right? How many times a day are you putting food into your mouth? That's how often you feel the stress of making sure that you're safe and it is exhausting over time. And my role in this world is to make it a better place for those people. And um, that's what keeps me going every day. Now, can you give us some advice on some safety tips for coronavirus right now? (laughs) Well, I would say don't have an allergic reaction because then you have to go to the hospital and the hospital is not where you want to be right now with coronavirus. I actually had a reaction last week, unfortunately. And I looked up the urgent cares in my neighborhood and they all had huge long lines of people with coronavirus testing. And so I had to go to the ER and it was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. So for all the vigilance that you have on a normal basis, double it, triple it, quadruple it, stay out of the healthcare system if you can right now. Now, tell me some tips on dealing with children with food allergies. Sure. So my kids don't have any food allergies. It's just me. But in terms of dealing with children with food allergies, I think that there's a lot of education that we should be doing in the school systems. School systems talk a lot about bullying and stuff like that. They oftentimes don't include food allergies on that list. And I think that educating kids around food allergies, that it's not a choice, that it's severe, right? It's something very serious. It's not something to make fun of or tease or, you know, God forbid, like wipe the food on the person just to see what would happen. You know, really introducing that gravitas at a very young age so that we can learn to respect it as an issue as opposed to making it more of a thing to be made fun of. You know, we've seen comedians in movies and all sorts of topics where food allergies end up being kind of the butt of a joke. And I think it's incredibly dangerous. 
So if we could educate the non-food allergic kids about food allergies, I think that that would be super impactful for, you know, the life of, of those other students. Final question. How can people find you online? Sure. So you can find us on certistar.com. So that's C-E-R-T-I-S-T-A-R.com or any social media channel at Certistar. So YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think I listed all of them, but I probably missed one. <laughs> and then you can always call us at 833-EAT-SAFE. All right. I had so much fun talking with you about this. This is really amazing that you really came and you really spoke about how you made a software that has really changed lives. And I want to thank you so much for coming and sharing that with us. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to speak to you. And again, I could truly, I could listen to your voice all day long. It is spectacular. You are in oh, absolutely the right Oh best. my God. <laughs> thank you so much. I just want to say thank you for that compliment. You got it. You've got a voice for radio, or shall we say a voice for podcasts. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. So thank you. All right. Thank you so much for coming. Anytime. Have a great uh, rest of your day. Thank you. Stay you safe. You too. Stay safe too. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Allergy Free Hustle podcast. Now, if you're enjoying listening to the show, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and any of your favorite podcasting apps. Now, when you're leaving a review, no need to place your real name when you're leaving a review. Just place a name, leave a five-star rating, and tell me what you think about the show. Now, this will help other allergy-free hustlers just like you to find the show. Now, if you're looking for more content, you can follow the Allergy Free Hustle podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and now TikTok with the social mention at Allergy Free Hustle podcast. And on Twitter, you can use the honorable mention Allergy Free Hustle. Also, please sign up for the newsletter at eepurl.com slash common g 5 capital JPWN. When you sign up, you receive new updates when a new podcast episode is published online, what's going on with the podcast, and life lessons that I have learned. That's eepurl.com slash common G5 capital JP common WN. Or take a look at the show notes on your favorite podcasting app.